You're listening to the Woman of Value podcast. You are about to hear the story of a woman who is following her dreams and passions and creating positive change in the world. Like your soul has desires and they wouldn't be there if they weren't supposed to be fulfilled, right? So why should you not be all about that? Love yourself enough to say that is mine to do and have and I will not settle. My guest today is Therese Skelly. She works with high-achieving women in business who are committed to making a difference in the world. These talented women know they're sitting on a gold mine, but they often feel the pain of knowing that they're in their own way. Boy, do I know about being stuck like that. (laughs) Through the work that they do together, her clients begin to own their value, make more money, serve more people, and have a business that makes them happy. Welcome to the show, Therese. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, so happy to have you. So we always start with, what does a woman of value mean to you? So please answer that question for oh us. Oh my gosh. That is, you know, that, that's, I, I think the expression, we teach what we need to learn, right? Mm. And so one of the things I always teach about it is how to own your value. And lately, and I don't know if I'll get into much of the story, but I have kind of created what I call the fiercely here manifesto. And it's sort of similar because what I think happens for women is at least women over 40, right? Let's qualify that. Um, There is so much cultural conditioning that there still is asking for permission or not being afraid to like, being afraid to like kind of grab it, you know, just go for it or, or boldly step up. So when what I teach my women is to be fiercely here. And that means you walk in the room and you don't look around going, is it okay if I'm here? You know, like you, you know your own authority and you source your wisdom from inside instead of going, is it okay? Should I, what do you think? That kind of stuff. Like, like, like you just, you just, you own who you are. You own what you get to do in the world and crazy. You own what you want, right? Like, is it okay to want money? Is it okay to want that hot young boyfriend? Is it okay to want sex? Is it okay to want to not be with my kids? Right. And so that to me is like a woman of value really owns herself. Mm. That's a great explanation of woman of value. It's actually unique. I haven't heard that one yet. (laughs) I love it. And, you know, you said we teach what we need to know. So tell us about how you stepped into your value. Tell us about that. You know, I wish I could say it was like, oh my gosh, it just happened instantly. (laughs) And it was such a long journey. And so a little backstory is um, I was a, a psychotherapist for years and then moved into life coaching. And then I jumped into business coaching. I had a chip on my shoulder of, I'm only a therapist or I was not in business world. I don't have the right degree. I don't have. So even though I had mad skills, I was super brilliant. I couldn't own my value because of all these alleged, these, these, these myths basically. Right. And here I'm a therapist and I couldn't even fix my own self. Right. And so I, I did it for years and years and here's what happened. And I, sometimes this is what it takes. I put together a business mastermind with some beautiful women colleagues, but they're all kind of kick-ass colleagues, like the women that will tell you the truth, which I personally love. And so back in the day, I was a marketing strategist doing a little mindset on the side and they kicked me in the butt. Like they just, they just, they, woof, they got they whomped me. And basically is what the heck are you doing? Like there's nobody better in this mindset stuff than you. Like it's crazy the work you do. Why are you saying you're a marketer? And so part of it is I had to acknowledge um, 
that I had been afraid. I had to acknowledge that I, that I, you know, back in 2008, when I first started, people weren't talking about transformation or feminine energy or spirituality. So I was more hardcore business coaching marketing. And so I had to acknowledge, like, I don't really know. I don't really want to sell this anymore. I want to be known for this. And so I got the butt kicking <laughs> and then I just started, um, just trending in that way. I started pivoting my business to go like, no, what do I, what would I love to do? Not what would sell or what I've been known for. And that's a scary thing sometimes, but like, no, what, what do I, where am I the most lit up? And also, cause we talked about relationships earlier before we started that that's been the greatest, um, going through relationships has taught me to own my value shows me all the places I'm not owning my value based on the who I choose. <laughs> and so it's like, ha, huh, I don't think I'm going to tolerate that anymore either. So for me, owning my value is very much what I will accept and I will not accept. And that's kind of a new one in this last year. So. Oh, that's wonderful. So we all need friends who kick us in the butt. And I mean, you know, honesty, as I get older, I have less tolerance for BS, so right? Much. Yes. And, and so what you're describing is this place of finding your truth, finding mm -hmm. what lights you up, not what makes someone else happy, not what makes, you know, your mother happy, your child happy, your right. friend happy. It's, it's really about finding what lights you up and you mm -hmm. found it. Mm -hmm. So what does I that have. look like? What is that? you know, you mentioned spirituality and it's not this, this like package that other people yeah, expected so, of you. So I, you know, I used to, I used to back in the day, I'd say, do I want to be on the stage with the top marketers talking about, you know, split testing and headlines, or do I want to be in a stage with Wayne Dyer? And I'm like, Oh, good hell. It's Wayne Dyer. <laughs> and so, but I love the world of business. I love, you know, to be a business woman because the people I work with are, are generally service-based business owners like you and I are coaches or whatever. Talk about having difficulty owning your value when you're selling you, you know what I mean? If you're selling for somebody else or you're selling commodities, Oh, well this glass, ugh. but when it's you, that's up for sale. It's really hard. And so what I, what I, what having gone through the struggles that I went through and understand how difficult it is to raise your rates, to boldly, boldly, shamelessly proclaim who you are. That is, that's a, that's very hard for a 40 year old plus woman. Right. And maybe thirties have the same thing, but I, you know, my, our demographic is generally women over 40. And, and so I just started just kind of gradually doing more mindset, more energy, more healing work. Um, focusing on the inside game instead of the outer game, because you've had this too, probably you, you give a client a strategy, it's a perfect strategy and they mess it up or it, they sabotage, you know, it's just, and with my therapy skills, the, I had a perfect background. <laughs> and so the thing, the place I'm supposed to be at is what I fought for years and years and years. And I, so I just started saying yes to like, yeah, well, I'm kind of crazy intuitive and I'm, and I'm hearing, I'm hearing things in my head telling you, know what I mean, I like, I just, I just surrendered. So what I do is I work with like the emotions and the energy and what I call the embodied part of it. Like, who do you have to be that woman of value? Who, who do it's not just, here's the activities. Here's what the, here's what your affirmation is. No, no, no. It's, you got to like get it in your body and just live that. And so I help people really get that piece of it. So mm, that sounds wonderful. Thanks. Um, yeah. I find that a lot of practitioners, um, whether they're coaches and especially in my other profession as a dating coach, 
a lot of them will tell people to wear certain clothes that are more attractive or cut your hair. No, grow your hair, not cut your hair. Men <laughs> like long hair, all men. And all show men. more cleavage yeah. and lose right, weight. Right, right. And you know, and then take these fake photos and and um, and then morph yourself into something you're not so that you can hook a guy. Or just go online, just get over yourself. That's basically what it is. Be somebody else and get over yourself. And that makes me nuts. And, and I'm sure these people wouldn't even see that. But I get a lot of the, the fallout from those people who say to me, you know, the work you do with me has changed me from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And it's right. exactly the same thing. I take all those modalities and, and I feel like you have to have a holistic approach to this you or to. nothing's going to change. Or, or my favorite one, because I, you know, I've been a single woman for lots of years. It would be like, you're so picky, basically. <laughs> Lower your standards. Just oh, take yeah. you know, and it's the same way in business. You know, I think, I think how we be in relationships and how, because we're kind of selling ourselves either way, you know, oh, to yeah. prospective partners or prospective clients. And it's the same, like, it's really funny. Like the line, like what I'm hearing, what they're telling me in my head, my intuition is like, you get to want what you want. Mm. and women that own their value like I literally have been told thousands of times well you know like why can't you just why can't you just why do you have to have that kind of a man why why do you want so much why do you why do you why as opposed and it's like because I want it. and that's enough and I don't have to defend it I don't have to apologize or justify I just get over this is mine and so same thing with my business and what I do with my clients it's like your soul has desires and they wouldn't be there if they weren't supposed to be fulfilled, right? So why should you not be all about that? Love yourself enough to say, that is mine to do and have, and I will not settle. I'm getting all militant. We're going to get I all can fighting. See. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, Totally came alive. <laughs> uh, and the truth is that when you align with who you are and when mm -hmm. you become super selective, I wouldn't say picky, I would say selective. That's a great you word. should be yeah. selective. I, I don't want to settle. I've done it before. I did it in my marriage. I've done it many times. <laughs> Raise and, your hand if you've done that right, before. Exactly. Uh -huh. And it comes back to bite you because it is not a good fit. You're trying to take something and make it into something else. And mm -hmm. I think the more we grow as women and more, the more we value ourselves, the more we know what we need and want and it, nothing else is okay. It's not, and, and I, want to, I want to put a caveat here because it's not okay. about being entitled. It's not about being super picky, like to the point of, um, uh, you know, not having anyone be okay. Um, it is right. really about aligning with who you are and finding people both in, as clients and also as partners who align with you and who add value to your life the way you add value to theirs. I used to have clients who I knew in my intuition right away, they were not a good fit. And when I came from a place of scarcity in the beginning okay, of my practice, yeah, I would take them and it never worked within like three sessions. You they tell. were coming late. They were blaming me when they, things yeah. didn't work out. They yeah. weren't doing the work. They were misinterpreting everything. Now I turn people down all the time. I'm super selective. I have a whole selection process just like I do with dating. I think that that's part of owning your value. Yes. What I was going to say to add to that in life and business and dating and all of it, you have to mm -hmm. be willing to walk away 
You have to be willing to say, I would rather, I I, I don't have to do this. You know, it's like, like you said, we get to choose our clients and our partners. We don't have to go, oh, somebody's going to choose. I think for me, because my history, I was so codependent and shame-based. It was like, somebody wants me? I was a sickly kid, you know, that never got picked in in sports. So I'm like, somebody's choosing me? (laughs) Okay, totally the wrong people. But like that part, that little wounded part of me that just wanted to be chosen. And that ran my business for a really long time. You know, will you love me? I'll be, I'll be the best. I'll try hard. You know, like, oh, good hell. It was like the overgiving codependent superhero. Yay, did that one. And I did that with relationships as well. And so, you know, it's really lovely to be, as I say, I've got some wrinkles now. I'm, I'm this age, but I have myself. Woo, I'd rather, I, there's nothing better than like being the fullness of who you are and knowing what you want, what you want, and being willing to say, that's not going to work for me. Whatever it is. Can't yeah. do it. Not going to do it. So true. And, and unapologetically. Thanks. Lovely. Yes. I love it too. I think, you know, people complain about aging and I never really understood that. You know, mm-hmm. I just like, first of all, aging is a gift. You know, there, there's a lot, the alternative is not very good. It's true. It's but true. also like, are you aging well? Are you yeah. living into your purpose and have a meaningful life? Because if you do, it's like every day is exciting. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Therese, take us through, you ha- also ha- had talked in your, um, when you, applied to be on the show you talked about a time when you were bankrupt and you had all these other horrible things happen so I'm I'm not laughing at you I'm just like you're obviously on the other side of that and um, can you take us through like how you overcame that that struggle so it was the um, 2000 you know the recession basically but let me take you back a little bit before that because I, we really can't blame anything. In, I mean, yes, there's, there are factors in the economy, but it was more my consciousness, right? So I was married and the, my husband had just a boatload of money. And I was a woman raised that the parents never, you know, we were not raised like, let's talk about money. Let's talk about budget. There was none of that in my home. And so we married this man, bunches of money. We were like little kids. We just played and had just la, 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 until it didn't, you know, and then he divorced me and I got a, a, a nice little chunk of money, but I never was financially um, even aware of it. And so this was, you know, the, the glory days. I, I came out of the marriage still with six figures. I'm doing good. And then the recession hit. Now the blame on me is that I never managed. I never thought, wait, I should save that little <laughs> chunk of alimony. Um, and then I went from literally, you know, having 12, $13,000 months to $700 months because his alimony, you know, he, he, his business took a hit and, and just, and so it was, it was the most wretched thing I've ever been through because I have, I had, they were small. I still have the, I still have the children, but they were smaller back then. <laughs> and, and what they had to, you know, I lost the house, lost my car, um, I had to go bankrupt to, to, you know, get everything out of this. And I, I was debilitated. I was so, I, I've never been lower. Um, now what's fascinating, here's kind of the, the archetype story. I think in all of us, there's that, will somebody come and save me? Who's, who's say like, wait, where's the guy in the white horse? Where's some, who's, and nobody saved me. Yeah. And what was fascinating is I didn't, again, I didn't know the depth of that in me. I would have not thought that I would have had that, you know, um, but I would lay in bed at night because it was a very long process. It's not like, you know, Friday, you miss a payment and then they take your house Monday. It was a mm-hmm. very long, you know, blah. and so I remember I would lay in bed at night 
and I would, there was, there was two parts of me. The one part that would be a little like, oh, saving me, I can't do it, I can't do it, oh my God. And then the part that was like, get up, you will not quit. And the cool part is, I probably was kind of wimpy before this, right? But it solidified in me, um, there is no other path. I cannot get a job. This, my work is, is ministry work to me. It is that there is no, well, I'll just go be a secretary or I'll go sell shoes or there was no, I'm not employable. Right. It was just like, and so it was fascinating. The, the part that wanted us to go to bed and, and give up on everything. And then the part that's like, get up, you cannot do that. Now there were days that I couldn't barely function and could barely function. And so I would have my girlfriends literally call me every day and just say, I'm knowing for you. I'm believing for you. I am praying for you. Can you just take a minute and see that this is going to be done? And I'd be like, no, because you know, when you're in the middle of it, you never see a way out. And so it literally was, I had a, I had a friend that would call me every day. We would, she would do EFT tapping with me. Oh, wow. And so I, I literally just was held and that was hard for me to receive. Like I was an overgiving superhero, right? I, hey, I was a therapist for a reason to help people. Right. And so deepening more into receiving support, speaking the truth, being real, um, and, and then having faith, you know, so that's, that's kind of how I got out of that one. Well, so you still, you reached out for support, even though yes. receiving it was not easy. You did reach out, which a lot of yeah. people wouldn't have done. They would have been so low into that depression mm -hmm. that they couldn't see out. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's really interesting, you know, that a lot of people think someone's going to save them. And I'm probably, probably have been there in my life, oh, in my yeah, life too. Yeah. And um, but I think for me also divorce was a wake up call that finances mm -hmm. need to be managed. And that no matter what your finances are, and I've had people on this show that talk about wealth management and how right. to build wealth, because I think it's an important topic, especially mm -hmm. for women. Mm -hmm. You know, we grow up, most of us, not paying attention. You know, it's like it's there, exactly. or it's not. Exactly. And it's like, oh, money, don't want to look, you know. Exactly. You dirty topic, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> so I hired a financial planner right after my divorce. Oh, and I said, mm -hmm. whatever little gift I got out of the divorce, I need to protect it. Yeah. Because this is my retirement. This is everything. If anything fails, I need yeah. something to rely on. Yeah. And I thank God I did that. Um, Very smart. Because I right. had $700 months too. And yeah. it, it can be really, really scary. But you know, when you can be open to receiving and actually the last show I did that, that airs right before yours is we spent a lot of time talking about receiving mm -hmm. the, the mm -hmm. importance of being okay with receiving. And mm -hmm. that's true both in your whole life and also in your relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, we often as strong women who want to do it all and have it all, um, we say, we got this, we don't need help. Yeah. We can do it. And yeah. so, um, the other thing you were reminding me of is, is Ram Dass. And um, his date of death was just a few days ago. I, I just read a really interesting little anecdote about him mm. um, when he had his stroke. And for those of you who don't know him, he was really a, an incredible man who had so much brilliance that he shared with the world. And when he had his stroke, he, was, he had a stroke and was that way, he was paralyzed for 20 years. And... Mm. 
he said the greatest gift, because he never thought he could handle something like that. Yeah, yeah. And he said the greatest gift was that he could, and that he mm. transcended his ego in the process of being wow. bound to a wheelchair. And wow. he died a happy person. Right. So, you know, to really think about that extreme of somebody who lost their body, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and who are you? And so mm. we're not our age. We are not our bodies. We are not the subject of, you know, how we look. It's really, right. like you said before, it's an inner game. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, let's, let's talk more about that inner game because I, I think that it's a really important piece. Um, so how do you work with clients to really get them into that space of, you know, you mentioned some of the modalities, but take us through maybe your client's story um, and how. Yeah. That. So here's a quick one. Um, so because having been on both sides of it, you know, a lot of, a lot of people used to come to me, everybody comes to me to grow their business, make money. Right. Um, but the old days they would come to me to develop marketing plans and help them with their packages. And, and I still, I love to teach selling. I love to work with messaging because there's so much mindset and inner game in that. Right. And so what I focus on now more is where are you getting stuck? Cause most smart women, know what they're supposed to do. Most of us have hired coaches. We've been a mastermind. We've listened to the courses and we're like, what, what is either I did it. And it didn't work or something's wrong and I can't do it. Or this just doesn't feel right. I don't want to do this anymore. Right. So the women I like to work with have an understanding, but like, like you read in my, my intro, they're in their own way. And so I'll give you an example. There was a woman I was working with and What's cool about how I work now, it is so fast because it's all energy. I tap into the energy and I, I'm like ninja. I'm a ninja this, these days, right? Not the old 60 minute talking therapy hour. It's <laughs> like, I'm in and out. And so this woman, um, I think I had had two, two calls with her. She was really, really, really struggling with clarity. She didn't know who her market was. She was kind of newer, a newer coach. And she just was struggling so much with like, I'm afraid. I don't know who. And she, she was like spinning in confusion. So I don't know if you, do you know what a pendulum is? Okay. I say, that's how I, so I tap in I say, Oh, hold on. Let me tune in. And I'm guided that the, the issue was in utero, which is always funny when you're talking about somebody's business. <laughs> you're like, Tell me about what was going on when you were in utero. <laughs> but what I find is the origins of where the energy stuck. And so I said, okay, tell me the story. What was going on when, when you were in utero? And she said, well, oh my gosh, this is so weird. My mom always told the story that I came out fingers first. And so I guess the woman just kind of ripped her mom up. There was a lot of physical problems as a result of the delivery. So she said, you know, now, like I, I made the decision because it was so bad for my mom. I made the decision when I show up, people get hurt. Now let that sink in. Wow. And I said, okay, has this affected your relationships? Like, and, I, and I showed her how that one decision colored every single piece of her world. Hmm. And then I did the clearing that I do on it. The next week she's like, okay, here's my target market. Here's the first offering. You know what I mean? And she had spent a boatload of money with coaches and time. You know what I mean? And that's what most people try to do. We try to use our minds to get a better strategy or the latest, greatest seven-figure formula. <laughs> blah, right? And I can say... They can show you how they made seven figures, but I can show you why you can't and why you're not. So, so I just 
a lot of it's intuition. A lot of it is like people come and say, I feel blocked or some people come and say, I want this and I'll, then I'll muscle test and tune in like, yeah, but you're not giving yourself that permission. Um, and here's what's in the way. So we do a lot of that kind of stuff. Cool. So that's such an interesting thing. Like I, I wouldn't remember anything about my in utero story. And most don't, but, but that's the crazy part. But we, you, but there's the thing your cells remember, right? Mm -hmm. Though you might not have the, obviously you're pre-verbal. You're not even a, you're not even a human. You're, right. not even, you're not even out yet, but there it's, it's so funny to happen. I mean, I had another person, um, her, her mother almost died in childbirth and the same thing. So she decided that she wasn't, she was a, a liability and she felt guilty for surviving. There's a lot of people that have that kind of story. And so try being visible, trying to ask for, for a sale and raising your rates when you almost killed somebody, right? And it's not logical, but this is what happens. This is how the energy gets trapped in your body. Yeah. So do you always start with the earliest memory? No, 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 no. I, I, so it's not a logical thing. That's the thing. So, so usually what happens, somebody will say, here's what I want. So I always start with desire. What do you want? Well, I want to get three new clients or I want to make 50,000 or whatever. And I'll just say, oh, so I tune in and it's, are you aligned with that? Yes or no. And one of my questions is, is this safe? Yes or no. And do you have permission? Yes or no. And if there's no permission, then I go into like, okay, is that even your belief? Cause the crazy part, and you probably know this is we carry others, beliefs, energies, ancestral trauma. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I'm Irish. And so we had the potato famine. We had a lot of suffering and struggle that I brought in my grandma Delia with me. Right. Um, and so very often that stuff comes or just family members, you know, you, a lot of women carry their husbands, maybe, um, money struggles or, or, or fear just stuff. And so I can sort out like, is that even your belief? Oh, it's somebody else's belief. Then, then that's one method. And then sometimes it's like a, a child part of us, but there's no like, you know, we, we, we dissect each, it's just, I ask the first questions and then it tells me where to go. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember when I discovered with relationships that I had a belief that men disappoint, they don't follow through. And mm -hmm. that, that went back all the way to my dad. Yep. Um, it was what yep. I saw and what I was fed. And then I yeah. married somebody who didn't come through. And then, and I had somebody pointed out to me, she was like, oh, so you're just looking to catch men at disappointing you. And I went, bam. <laughs> but you know, good for your honesty, because a lot of women would not take the time to reflect on that and understand yeah. how they created all those people, you know? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. And once we unlock that, we we're like, oh, so I was part of that. And we have to take responsibility. Mm -hmm. So what's, what's one of the inner game limiting beliefs that you've overcome? Um, it, it must have been that I wasn't enough. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll go on relationship, relationship place, because that, that's been a lot of my lessons, right? I've been mm -hmm. divorced for years, and so I've had a, lots of fun experiences. Um, and so it, it felt like the... the I'm not good enough to choose. I'm not, you know, nobody's going to pick me. That's still like the, it's it, the core is shame. Just the, just the not enoughness. I don't mm -hmm. have it as much in my business. That's an easier place for me, but with relationships, that's like, wow, like you really want to be here? Like what? You're going to stay in you know, it. that. I expected them to leave probably uh -huh. like yours disappointed. My, of course mine disappointed, but they also left. <laughs> so it's just, you know, so that's one of them, I think. 
Yeah, that's a big one. And mm -hmm. I see women who create experiences to push a man away because they become yes. anxious and then they start doubting and yes. questioning. And then it's like, uh, I'm out of here. This right, is too right, hard. Right, right. Um, I, I connected with somebody recently through Facebook dating, through the Facebook dating app. Mm. And um, at first I really liked it because I met this, this cool guy and we had a great first conversation. And then we started talking and we're like, wow, this feels like it's in the flow. Like it's really yeah, flowy. Yeah. And after a couple of conversations, we were going to get together and then he canceled the last minute because he said he was jet lagged and he wanted to be at his best. And he meant, okay, that's a great, great reason. I totally buy it. Yeah, yeah. Then he said, let me let you know um, that morning how, if I slept. So he called me, said, I slept really well, but I don't feel up to it. Okay, well, let's reschedule. Hmm. Okay. So we keep rescheduling. He keeps canceling. Even phone calls, he's canceling. And I'm like, and then he's like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I, I have an audition. I have this happening. Um, and I'm like, okay, finally, I was like, like you know, what? there's no flow in this at all. Like that flowiness, it's gone. And yeah. I'm going to say goodbye because yeah. we're not getting off the ground. And that's the point of knowing your value. It's like, I could have exactly. been that ping pong of, Oh, let me wait for him. To and be we've ready. done that, right? We've yeah, all done I did that my whole life. Me too. So that's the beauty of knowing your value. It's like, um, this isn't working. Mm -hmm. I, I gave him a chance. I gave him many chances. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, so you give people the benefit of the doubt. You're not harsh, but right. you also value yourself enough to know your, your energy, your time is mm -hmm. all super important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. It's yes. a great so, story. Oh, thanks. You know that there's an expression that, say, that says, people show you who they are. You just need to believe them the first time. <laughs> yes, that's Maya Angelou. I love yep, that quote. Yep. Yeah, it's like we go, okay, they showed, they showed me, but oh, maybe, maybe it'll be different. it's not true. Right. Maybe I will be the one who changes oh, them. No, I'm the one. Yes. Yeah, right. No, yes. it's me. Yeah. Okay. Well, lucky men that they have us saving them, right? That's yes. right. I mean, really. Sure. <laughs> and changing them. Because men and women really want to be changed. <laughs> yeah, that's a big hit. That's a big hit. <laughs> um, so, yep. Therese, tell us what you're creating in the world right now. So, you know, it's really strange. Um, I'm transitioning, so it's been an it's been an interesting shift. Where I, I hired a coaching uh, stint, for, you know, a group, and they said stop saying you're a business coach. And it was so fascinating. Talk about value. I'll just be mm -hmm. transparent with this because I've been identified as a business coach for 15 years. Right. And they're like coach business women, but let others do strategy, do marketing, all that. And I really had this like, is what I do enough? <laughs> and the crazy part is because like I said, I'm such a ninja. I literally 15 minutes, people are like worlds are rocking. Right. And so I had to look at all the places that I over delivered and all the, you know what I mean? So, so it's kind of new. It's kind of new. I don't even know what to call myself. I'm a guide. I'm a mentor. I don't even know. You know what I mean? It still hasn't all, all landed. So when I'm creating, um, I want to work with high achieving women. I'm creating, like do work with high achieving women. I'm creating a new podcast soon and I have a book launching in a couple months. Um, I have a really rockin' Facebook community called Fierce AF Women in Business. <laughs> oh, because I got that little edge. Um, yeah. I'm creating, I have, I'm having a great relationship right now with my man and um, I'm creating a lot of joy in that and just, just really magic in that relationship. So um, creating the healthiest body I've ever had. What? Started doing Pilates <laughs> and I'm eating really clean. And so um, I really like, it's been, it's been a kind of a rough few years and I feel like I'm 
especially with a new decade starting. I feel like I'm on this other side of like, oh, yeah, way more self-expressed and more true as me, is the truth of me. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah, it's a big risk to pivot. And, yes. Um, but I think that women and men who are really attuned to what's real for them, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. often pivot a lot yeah I've you know somebody I was coaching a young woman once who was like 20 and she was so like had this angst about who is she and what should she major in and and she needed to know her whole life and <laughs> we did a lot of work with um, knowing her why and really finding mm -hmm. those pivotal moments in her life that defined her and, it, and I just said to her, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. It has to just represent these qualities of you because these are who you are. You don't need to know the end of the story. You right. don't need to, because we change. And if you're, you're yeah. open to feeling into what's next for you and, and you have to like take those 15 years to get there sometimes. And, you know, you major in one thing. I know so many people who are lawyers who never practiced law or who started one yeah. way and, yeah. you know, ended up in, in a completely different world. I mean, mm -hmm. I, was, I was an artist and, and I was married to a comedian and I had a whole different life. I, I, wow. was, a, I was a head writer in a comedy show, um, always doing my art on the side, juggling yeah. 500 balls. I still juggle 500 balls because yeah. I like it. I like the, the interesting part of my life that is you know, writing and reading and teaching yeah. and um, because I can't do one thing. And so it's like if, if, you, if somebody else says to you, well, you know, you have to focus and you have oh. to do this and, you know, and it's tuning in to what lights you up. Mm -hmm. And when I started this podcast, I had already had a successful podcast for six years. I have 380 episodes under my belt. Wow. Here I am going, okay, step one, get yeah. a new social media, get new right. everything, start right. a new po website, podcast, try to get clients, get into the corporate world. I was doing all these things for the first time and it was scary and, um, and it felt vulnerable. I was going mm -hmm. around to events and pitching myself as this new Thing and I felt like a fraud and, yeah. and and then I realized that it's really not that different from what I did before right. and so I think that you know what you're finding is this is what I do really well mm -hmm. and I don't mm -hmm. want to do all the things that I don't do as well I want right. to have other people do them so I can do this mm -hmm. more exactly. and and I think that clearing all that energy allowed the space for an, a man to come into your life that is bringing you that magic Good. Um, I think it's all connected. I do. Thank I you. think that we, when we change and shift into one area, we often create space for something else mm -hmm. great mm -hmm. to come in. Yeah. And I find that, well, actually what created the energy is I got dumped. Um, ah. <laughs> and and, and I, I didn't know that I was settling because I was convincing myself because it was good. It was like, you know, each person gets better and better. Each relationship yeah. is better and better. And so I was like, Oh, and I notice after the, the, uh, after my exit plan happened, um, <laughs> I wasn't even looking. I like I was not looking, and the and boom, it was just you know we showed up at a party and it was like what you know it was crazy, 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 and and so but and I also had to grieve who I was in the other relationship, how I was tolerating, how I had little blinders on, how I was making up excuses, and he was a wonderful man, but not not like this one, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, the, that has created, and, and I never want to say, oh, I'm so good now because I have a man. That's not it at all. But this man in particular 
like I'm, this is the best compliment. I'm the best version of myself. I love who I show up as because it, I, because it's, I don't even know the what or the why. It's just really good. Yeah. So I know it will shift my business as well because I'm just in a very different energy. I have a lot of joy and fun and delight. So yeah, that's such an important thing. And I think also as women, we forget about that part. And it is so much of our feminine energy is joy and play and delight. And um, as a woman who was married to a comedian, there is definitely that part. (laughs) Definitely had a lot of play. Um, And sometimes, you know, when we have certain elements, we think, okay, we can make the other things work. And obviously that didn't work in your last relationship. But when Mm -hmm. you make that space and you're not forcing that energy, Mm -hmm. but you allowed it, um, yeah. the right person stepped in and Pretty yeah. magical. Yeah. Thank you. And I, and I think that's also the beauty of finding relationships at this stage in life is that we are a much better version of ourselves. If we do the work, if we do the work, I was going to say, yes, yes. If we do the not work. all of yes. us, not yeah, all of us. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. certainly met a lot of people who are really stuck. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're up to the lightning round and I'm going to ask you a bunch of really quick okay. questions so we can get to know you a little better. And the first question is fill in the blank. And I think you already answered this. Um, I used to think I wasn't blank enough. Enough, enough. Yeah, I know. I was like, enough, enough. enough. Is that Whole, total, global. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the number one thing holding you back from becoming a woman of value? Um, how I was raised. Uh, my father devaluing me, being raised with shame, just being just devalued and yeah. childhood trauma. So that was it. And feeling like you were lucky to be chosen. Well, you, <laughs> please <laughs> choose me. Lots of correlation there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. What's a mistake you made that taught you an important life lesson? I think the overgiving. I feel like when I started my business, you know, again, you have to go. Why does somebody choose being a therapist? Because they're codependent and one, and they're trying to fix and save and help, right? And so I came into this industry just overgiving and trying to get my needs met. Right. And it was like, I'll, I'll be better than your last mentor. And with men too, the same thing. It's all similar. Right. Mm-hmm. And so overgiving, overgiving, and then, you know, picking the wrong people, tolerating the wrong, same, it's the same thing. Like I could substitute relationship with client. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm wanting to be and so, yeah. So I think that's probably the mistake. Yeah. yeah I mean, the money thing, we already talked about that, but, but this, this was, not having boundaries. I think that would be the mistake, not having correct boundaries. Because when you're enough, you don't have to work seven days a week. And you worry enough, you can have these hours. And when you're overgiving, you like, oh, okay, anything you want. I'll do anything you want. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've had, I pulled it in. I learned pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I mean, boundaries to me are everything. I, mm-hmm. I teach a whole course on boundaries with mm-hmm. a woman named Teresa. Um, and it is one of my favorite things to teach. It's like people have these aha moments of like going from codependency and, and being the, the, you know, the pretzel who twists herself to, uh, you know, to being open. And this year we didn't just do it for women. We opened it to men also. We had a a couple who were doing it together and it was fascinating. I mean, they were learning so much about each other and and how they needed to, to really ask for what they wanted more clearly and yeah. um, to set those boundaries. It's, it's an amazing That's really thing. awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. I, I, love, I love it. Um, what's the best advice you can give to a woman who wants to become more empowered? Hmm. Get support. 
because what I know is, is you, I don't think we can do this on our own. I really don't. I think our, our history, our trauma, our cultural or gender influences just, just shroud us. And so for me, it's, it was literally other people saying, you're enough, you're good. You, you know what I mean? And I'm, it's lo lovely if we could just go, boom, I value myself. Right. But I think sometimes you need another voice. If you don't have that, if you don't, if you weren't raised with that, um, because we tend to pick people that match our childhoods. And so if you were devalued, we'll pick, you know, if you, you know, you, you know this very well. <clears throat> and so get support. And then I also like, it's, you have to shift your whole identity. And so it's really asking yourself like, okay, am I making this decision based on like scarcity lack, or am I making this based on I'm a badass and I deserve good stuff. Right. And you might not feel like it, like you talked in the beginning, you, you felt like probably a fraud and it was uncomfortable, but you did the actions anyway. So it's like, get people that see you correctly. Um, and then take the actions as if you, if it's already done, I said, to my clients, imagine if it's inevitable, imagine that the thing you want, it's inevitable. What happens in your body? You're like, Oh, okay. Imagine it's already done. Right. And so if you can, I think those two will, will help you get it. That's excellent. I, I have a friend who's a coach and she used to have this event where it was called come as you will be. And oh, it's nice. who you will be in five years. Very and nice. yeah. whether it's, you know, famous author on the New York times yeah. bestseller list and you come with your book and you talk about oh, it, you go, yeah, I've been on tour and, and it really helps you to so step cool. in and start to change those neural pathways mm -hmm. and to really mm -hmm. like, you know, believe it by doing it, right, right. saying it because yeah. thinking it doesn't, doesn't mm -hmm. do it. Right. Absolutely. Um, so we are going to have in the show notes um, links to all your, your group and your, your Facebook and all that yeah. stuff. Um, but if you could just give your website and then I have one more question. Sure. It's tereskelly.com. T-H-E-R-E-S-E-S-K-E-L-O-Y.com. Awesome. And finally, Therese, I love this question, the legacy question. How would you like to be remembered? Um, a woman that gave hope and inspiration. Hmm. I, I had this, I did a speaker training years ago and I had this vision where literally mother, I'm going to ah, get choked up. Mother Teresa handed handled handed the mantle of compassion to me and i was like oh okay and so just holding people with compassion and giving hope and inspiration are really really important to me beautiful and self-compassion that's where it starts right yeah, absolutely just being kind absolutely. to yourself and then you have the bandwidth to be there for mm -hmm. others otherwise mm -hmm. you're forgiver with the empty vessel Mm -hmm. And we filled your vessel up, and so yeah. now you're overflowing. Yeah. And I, That's I just, goal. yeah, you have great, great energy, and thank I can you. really see how you help your clients. And, mm. um, so yeah, thank you so thank much you. for coming on and and showing us what a woman of value. Is. Oh, thanks. This was a delightful interview. I had so much fun with you. If you would like to step more fully into your value, grab a free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Becoming a Woman of Value on my website, thewomanofvalue.com. Just click the link at the top of the homepage. And if you haven't already done so, be sure to click the subscribe button in your listening app. And if there's something in this episode that inspired you, please share it with others. Because the more we share these inspirational stories, the more women of value we will have in this world. I'll 
I'll see you next time.